Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. It's Thursday, March the 17th. It's St. Patrick's Day and we're here with the Yellow Army podcast. And the dogs, because it's Crufts Week as well. Crufts Week. So obviously they need to be involved. We're celebrating Crufts Week. I'm just looking at the, uh, the, whatever you call it, the trace on my uh, voice recorder and the little spikes when the dogs bark. There's spikes, is it? Yeah. We go along. Well, I apologise if we wake anyone up. I'm I'm sure that you're not quite asleep having just started listening to the podcast, but I'm sure it won't be long. Give You'll listen to Gary, and then we'll wrap it on a bit, and then you'll go to sleep, I'm sure. We will. Plenty to talk about this week. We've got two big games coming up um, this week. The Talking United Supporters Trust were at Westminster yep. the other day. Yep. Um, we'll chat about that later on. Um, there was what looked as if it was going to be some very interesting research uh, from our colleagues at the Derbyshire Times, which turned out not to be. In the end, uh, I've got a lovely story about Franco Farrell mm-hmm. um, from one of our listeners, and there's there's loads and loads to chat about. But uh, you've had a chat with Gary Johnson this week. I had a chat with hope, Gary on Tuesday. I hope he's well, by the way. He, yeah, a bit just, of bucket, he sounded he? well. Yeah, he did joke that he couldn't have travelled because there's not enough faci- facilities on the way. I thought you were very diplomatic when you said he watched or he followed the game from the comfort of his armchair. Yeah, which, yeah, uh, which was uh, diplomatic. Absolutely. Um, he, I spoke to him. At, on Tuesday for the paper, shut up, Rudy. Um, and uh, professional, aren't we? And um, I did say to him at the start of the, the chat, "This is just for the paper, so we'll just we'll just have a quick chat, and then I'll give you a ring back on Thursday morning for the for the podcast." But as it turned out, I did record it, and it turned into a nine-minute chat. So uh, I rang him this morning and said, "Is it okay if I use that chat?" And he said, "Yes." So if I sound a bit freer than normal, it's okay. because I wasn't expecting it to be on the podcast, but. Uh, it was a good chat, so so I thought it was worth playing. Now, I'm a little bit late turning up here today because I, I took on my daughter, who lives in London, at Popmaster, okay. as we do most mornings. Fine. And there was a question on Popmaster today which would have just fitted this podcast perfectly. Ken Bruce said, Yazoo sang about the other side of what? And I hope many people said, Gary Johnson, of course. Of course. So we will be back on the other side of Gary Johnson. When was the last time you missed a game, Gary? Um, yeah, it was a few years back. Yeah. And, uh, it's never easy because when you're not at a game, you can't affect it. Yeah. <laughs> you can affect it in the build-up. You know, I was in contact with Downsy right up to the, almost the kick-off. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, the lads and the staff done a great job and um, it's very... Frustrating listening to it on the radio. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. I can't make any changes. I thought about ringing Dante up about four times, but I trusted him and, yeah. and didn't. And didn't in the end. Um, and it and it came up uh, came out well. So, uh, but very. It's a strange feeling. To yeah, absolutely. Saturday afternoon to be sitting at home. Um, but uh, I couldn't have gone to be fair because it was a long trip and. Uh, well, there's not enough facilities. <laughs> uh, Fine, okay, yeah. <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Downsy obviously is an experienced man, so you had no you had no worries about that, did you? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I
about him being in charge and looking after no, the, I mean, the 90 I, minutes? I, I said, yeah, no, I mean, you know, somebody who takes uh, the pressure has to take the glory. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he's done. And, you know, he's, he's very conscientious in all that. He's, he's going to be... Uh, a good manager anyway, you know, when, when he's ready and, and when he feels he's, he's right and ready. So, um, no, he, I mean, he's a great assistant. That's what, you know, at this mm. moment in time, he, we enjoy working with each other and um, and he talks my language. Oh, it's now become our language. It's <laughs> like mine and his because, yeah. you know, he's worked with me now for, what is it, three or four years and, um, you know, we, we, we sort of trust each other explicitly in that we're preaching the same words, if you like. You yeah, I mean? absolutely. Uh, and the three points was important, wasn't it? Oh, that was massive. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 they're, all, they're all massive, of course, as we get to this stage of the season. Um, but when, when you play a team like you know, Kings Lynn, where people are expecting you to win, and you could see how, uh, well, only when I saw it on the video, how important it was to them as well mm. you know they felt that was not their last chance but you know their manager their assistants the coaches they were all you know absolutely going going for it on the line there you yeah, know trying to yeah. get their the team going and the team you know their team <coughs> did give it a go uh, but uh, you know i'm just pleased that uh, we come away from that one which was a bit of a banana skin and uh because people do expect you to win. You're not going as underdogs. Yeah, absolutely. Danny Wright scoring twice. That's great for the team. Great for him. Great all round, really. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, with, with Dan, you never get the time when he when he's injured. Yeah. So you, you always bring him back in as soon as his injuries cleared yeah, up. Yeah, you don't. Not necessarily yeah. when he's fit, if you know what I mean. Your squad's not uh, big enough to, 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 to play with time, time. basically. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. So... You know, it, it, it takes him a little while. We have to give him that time. And um, and then, you know, he, he then brings out, you know, what he can do. And that is, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a good player and he's, he's some somebody that, again, knows our game inside out. And uh, just the fact he's on the, on the pitch <laughs> uh, motivates other players yeah. as well. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So... And uh, I mean, there was some really good play the other day. There was, a, you know, watching it on the video afterwards. Um, it, uh, you know, well that night actually. Um, you know, I needed. To, I, I was pleased with with their work. I was pleased with their energy. I was pleased with their spirit. All of them. And um, you know, the, the three goals were uh, goals that have come from our game, mm. if you like. Mm. Uh, which we, we were pleased with. So we just got to do that more often and, uh, and make sure we try and get better at not giving the ball back to the opposition as quick sometimes. And to have four injured players back in one game, that was uh, that must have been good as well. Yeah, it was good. And three um, on the bench, you know, obviously. But... Yeah, no, that's right, exactly. Um uh, obviously, Dan, Dan Holman was able to yeah. uh, come on. Yeah. But uh, um, obviously, Asa, you know, he's still uh, got his sort of like problems that he has. Yeah. Um, Which are being managed, and, uh, I guess, is the best way to describe yeah, it, is it, it? Exactly, exactly. We have to manage manage all of them. And, yeah. uh, and, and so he, he was there 
just in case. Yeah. Uh, but if we didn't need him, then then fine. It gave him another week's rest, as it were. Yeah. Which is is what he, that his type of injury uh, is managed by rest, yeah. work and play. Um, Halifax, they're, they're obviously they're they're up, up there and and looking to to be at least a. a at least a pro, uh, playoff place yeah, team, ra- yeah. rather than. But I mean, that, that's that's a tough game again. And then and then and then it gets easier again. Or say easier in inverted commas. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it's not easy. And I keep saying it. Otherwise, we mustn't we mustn't talk about this game's hard. This game's easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you make it. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I've just done it. But I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But uh, I'm just saying how we sort of put it over to the lads because it's. It, any game's hard if you if you're not if you've not turned up yourself. Yeah. You know your team, but if you turn up, then any game is easier um, than it might have been. So you know we have no worries about going to Halifax or at home with Weymouth or whatever it is. You know we we, we treat them the same except other than the the tactics. Yeah. yeah. You know the, the actual philosophy is the same. Uh, we've got to make sure that the uh, work rate is the same. The team energy, and uh, you know that's what's got us got us through this patch of fifteen games where yeah. we're one point behind my, my target, which yeah. is two points a uh, you know a game, um, and we've won. We've only lost two in fifteen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it, it's been a very good run. And if we'd have done the same at the start of the season, we'd be would be right up there, but uh, obviously we had to adjust to losing a lot of players last year. Yeah, um, you said to me last week, uh, facing you know facing Kings Lynn, they start really well, etc. And so so don't don't get don't be too down if if, if we're not if, if it's nil nil at thirty minutes, but you managed to you get managed to get one at twenty nine. So uh... <laughs> that's right. Well. You know, as I said, it was important that we got the. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We stopped them getting because they were quite lively. Yeah. We stopped them. They have some decent players, haven't they? Really? I mean, considering where so, they are in the division, they've got some decent players. Yeah, of course they have. And, and at this level, you know, people are getting paid good money uh, as, as, you know, as professional footballers, yeah, if yeah, you yeah, like. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of them, it's unbelievable when you look through the league, even the teams that are at the bottom of the league at the moment, how many professionals, i.e. people that have played in the league, yeah. they've got. I mean, I keep saying our league is, is a professional league now. Yeah, because yeah. That's why league players are coming down into the National League. You know, there's, a, there's more money for, in, in our league than probably most of the teams in the, you know, in the bottom half of the second division, as it were. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was important to to stop their early excitement uh, and their early prowess, and we did that. And as you say, if it was 29 minutes, then yeah. uh, the, the, the the die was cast. Good to hear from Gary. He does sound in pretty good spirits, doesn't he? Yeah. I think absolutely. he must be over the worst. Yeah, I, I think he'll be all right for for Halifax. Uh, despite it being a long journey. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Aaron Downs seemed to, I, I mean, obviously in the circumstances, 
you wouldn't want to do it. But he seemed to enjoy the experience of leading the team. His post-match was very, very good. Yeah. Um, the pictures that our friends at Pinnacle took, he was obviously entering into the spirit of it with the fans. Yeah. Um, and it, it, a good result in the end. Absolutely. I mean, uh, that, he didn't talk to Gary. He didn't talk, sorry, I can't speak. He didn't talk to Gary during the game. Uh, they yeah. were in communication right up, to, uh, right up until kickoff. But um, yeah, it was it was an interesting uh, game for him to take charge. And, and I, I, like Gary said uh, in the interview, you know, he did he did go to ring him about four times and then stopped yes. himself. That kind of shows the strength of that um, working relationship that the guys have got. That Gary is prepared to say, right, that's it. They've crossed the white line yeah. now. Yeah, it's yours until yeah. the end of the game. Absolutely. And he, he said, didn't he, that they speak their language you know it's, yeah. it's not Gary's yeah. language anymore it's their language or our language he said and um, he also said you know when the time comes when, when, when he feels it's right and he feels he's ready you know Darren Downs will make a good manager will make and I think manager. we all can see that that will be a something that might happen in the next couple of years. It's, um, it's a succession kind of a thing. Well it's, I, 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 I don't necessarily together. mean succession thing but mm. I mean you know, should Gary decide in what once he's got us into League Two or League One or the Championship, should, should he decide to take a back seat? You know, Aaron Downs, you you wouldn't you, you wouldn't mind him being the, the next manager. Absolutely. However, saying that, if Gary wants to stick around for longer, you know, there 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 must be come a time when Aaron Downs thinks, well, I can't be manager here. I need to be manager somewhere yeah. else. So. And you know, by, by the same be... token, as you say, there will be clubs who will be looking for managers who yeah. will say, well, Aaron Downs is doing a good job down yeah. at Torquay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Aaron is, 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 is the technical brain, isn't he? Um, yeah. I mean, we know that. I mean, and Gary won't mind me saying that he, he, he's not too up on the uh, all, all the new technical advances and all the, all the stuff, all, all the... Um, you know, the software that they use, the pro he, software. He's the GPS guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Aaron does all that, and, and that's the future of football, isn't it? it so, is. yeah. Uh, let's, not, let's not encourage anyone to talk to him just yet, but, no. uh, but I'm sure he's got a, a very bright future as a manager. If anybody rings us, we don't have his I'm number. Not answering we the phone. do not no, have his no. number, honestly. Um, I don't answer the phone anyway. <laughs> Before the Kings Lynn game, I mean, we've we've wasted countless bytes, megabytes, probably gigabytes of the world's internet resources talking about Danny Wright. Yeah. Is he up to the job? Can yeah. he still do it? And he answers as he always does with two goals. Yeah. Um, good finishes, both of them. You know, in close on goal, he's getting into the right positions. I, I think that answers a lot of questions, doesn't it? Absolutely. He's a quality player, isn't he? But, the, but as Gary said in that interview... Um, we can't give him the time to recover properly from injuries. No. We don't have a squad big enough to, to say to, to, to Danny Wright, right, you are, you are back fit. Let's give you a couple more games out in training to, yeah. to, to get yourself even fitter. So they are having to use Danny Wright um, not 100%, which is not 100% ideal. No. Um, and it's, not, it's not ideal for Danny. No, exactly. It's not yeah. ideal for anyone, really. But um, because of that, you know, we might not be seeing the best of him sometimes, mm. but we certainly saw the best of him for six minutes or whatever it was uh, on um, on Saturday when he scored. 29th minute and 35th or 34th. Yeah, he was pretty yeah. close together, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen Duke McKenna, yeah. great finish, yeah. lovely finish. You've seen him sort of try that a couple of times in games. He does the little drag back, he turns inside, he turns outside and he tries to curl that ball and it worked 
perfectly. Absolutely. At Kings Lynn. Good to see him get it. It's his second goal for us, isn't it? Yeah. He's going to be a player, isn't he? He is going to be yeah. a proper player. His, his stature, you wonder if it might hold him back slightly. He's not the biggest player in the world. but He's strong though, isn't he? Yeah, he is strong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've said it before, you know, QPR fans were surprised that he came to us because yeah. they were expecting him to be um, on the periphery of the first teams this season. So... But, you know, maybe that's what the, the, the people at QPR have decided that because he's on the periphery of the first team, he needs to get out and get some Get out and get, get, get some games. Game time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The longer we can hang on to him this season, um, the better. And so I've got Rudy on my knee now, so it's not Rudy you can hear now. It's Bertie waiting for the postman. The, po- the postman is visiting a house three quarters of a mile away. And he, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it always amazes me that he, can, he, he knows the postman's coming before we see it come at the drive. Uncanny, isn't it's it? It's weird. Dogs are clever. Dogs are very clever. Now, there were some refereeing decisions in the Kings Lynn game which did not please the Kings Lynn fans. Have you seen that they've produced a little a, a showreel for YouTube no. of the refereeing decisions that went against them? No, didn't see that. Um, which is interesting. I mean, we could have equally produced something similar. We could have produced something similar for every game this season. I mean, the refereeing standard this season has been... Not been great, not has been it? Great. Not been great at times. But as we've said before, it, it swings and roundabouts, you know, the, 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 the ref giveth and the ref taketh away. Um, before Duke McKenna's winner, it did look as if there was a handball yep. in the box. Okay, um, yeah. I've seen those given... There were a lot of decisions, even in the little highlights video that's up on the club's official website. If you haven't seen it, have a look. Um, there are decisions in there that you think, mm, we've got away with one there. Well, no disrespect to, to Kings Lynn because they're going to be hard hard done by if that's the case. But we, <laughs> it's about time we've, we got a few decisions yeah. in the yeah. right direction. Yeah. Somebody, somebody pointed out, if they want to have a look at a, a show reel of refereeing decisions... Have a look at Ashton Gate. Yeah, I promise not to mention Ashton Gate again. In itself, that's right. Yeah. This week, yeah, yeah. We, it, it's like when we say to Tomo every time we do a podcast with Dave Thomas, we say, "Are we over it yet?" No, we're no, not. We'll never yet. Be over no, that. we'll never be over that. Uh, Kings Lynn's goal. Brett McGavin was a beautiful strike. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he absolutely. just looked up, fancied his chances. So Sean, Sean McDonald was probably a foot out of position, if yeah. at all. It's one of those that you you have to give them because. You know what you're going to do about you, it. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been victim of a couple of those. Yeah, we have. Well, yeah. We? Yeah. And uh, to be honest, Gabby Rogers got one like that in pre-season. Absolutely, didn't he? and it makes it makes the, the scoreline three-two look a bit closer than mm. perhaps it was yeah. on the day. I know that Kingsland came back and, and worked hard to try and get something out of it at the end, but um, I didn't really feel like there was too much no. danger of of, of of that becoming a draw or even losing it. Difficult surface though, wasn't it? I mean, I know Aaron mentioned that in his post-match. Yeah, not um, pretty, he said. Not pretty. To be po- to be yeah. polite, not pretty. Yeah. It was a little bit of a, a a park pitch surface, wasn't it? it would, you know, as we say, with due respect, when we give them no respect at all. But I mean, Kings Lynn, it's difficult to keep a pitch in perfect condition, and it? it's difficult to produce a billiard table. Well, it is. I mean, it our, is. In, our guys our, at Playmore do very, very well. They do. Uh, the recent weather's not been great, has it? So, no. so pitches have taken a bashing. And uh, no disrespect to the, the groundsmen at Kings Lynn, but, um, you know, Kings Lynn are a part-time club, aren't they? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I'm not I sure. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to be... Um, have the biggest budget, maybe, to, 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 to use the best equipment, etc. So, yeah... 
We, we have, yeah, every, everyone has to play on the same surface. They do, they, they yeah. do. And, you know, you should be able to adapt. You watch some of these games on big match revisited oh. from the 70s and the 80s and that. Absolutely. The kind of pitches yeah. that uh, the players were expecting. Well, I remember a game and uh, it would... Bleh, late 90s, I guess, and it was against... Um, I think it was against Blackpool and we're beaten 1-0 and Effie and Williams managed to dig the ball <laughs> out of the mud in, in, in the yeah. goal mouth to, to score quite late on. Um, it was, you know, it was... And, and at that time, pitches had already already started to change. Yeah. That game wouldn't have been on now. No, you you don't often see games where the ball stops in the water oh, on the goal line. Apart from you know, Argyle against Bolton earlier in to, the season. To make good contact with that with that ball, he had to dig it out with a trowel first. <laughs> Let's move on from Kings Lynn then. The two cracking games coming up this week. First of all, we've got a long trip to Halifax yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Halifax going pretty well. They beat us 3-2, playing more at the end of November. Yeah, they always worry me for some reason. Every time you come across a Halifax game, you think, oh, and yeah, without looking up the stats, there is, there you think it's going to be a, yeah, a always have one. been. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. we had some good games against them last season, didn't we? We did. It'll be a tough one. Um, it's the kind of game that we could easily get something out of. A lot depends on Billy Waters. Yes. He's still scoring goals for Halifax for a pastime. Yeah. Um, yeah, as as Gary said, I think Gary said to us when um, when we first did the interview with him. In fact, I think it might even be here somewhere. Everybody loves Billy Waters. Yeah. You know, he was a popular figure at Playmore. They liked him in the dressing room. I think Gary got on well with him. Um, Made some good friends. I mean, yeah. Let's not begrudge him a goal or two as long as he doesn't get any on Saturday. No, let's no. Um, let's hope not. Um, Clyde Lolos scored for us in the game at Playmore against Halifax. Who's he? <laughs> interesting you know he, he's he wasn't, not, on, the bench, uh, wasn't on the bench I mean they, they, they had um, I mean we, we, we should mention that, that Dan Holman came on Asa Hall and um, Dan Martin were all on the bench yeah. after, yeah. after Gary sort of given the, the slight thumbs up that some of them might be available for the Kingsland game uh, turns out that Armani was back in the team Holman came yeah. off the bench and the other two were were able to be saved. Um, so uh, that meant no place for, for Clyde Lollis, who we obviously don't have to hark back to the uh, the on-off-off. No, no. Uh, Dan Holman very nearly dug himself out a chance for a goal as well, didn't he? Yeah, I'm yeah. Looking at the absolutely. highlights. It would be lovely to see him get back amongst the goals as well. Uh, one thing that will be happening at Halifax as well, Chris Haley from the Yorkshire Goals lets us know uh, there'll be an applause, a minute's applause in the 40th minute yep. at Halifax yep. in memory of Andrew Holland, who was known as West Yorkshire Goal, who Very well um, known. died far too soon. Name on the internet, yeah. forum circles. Died far too soon. He was only 40. Yeah. Died in April 2020. So there'll be a minute's applause in the 40th minute. I know Halifax are aware of that as well. Okay, that's good. That's um, good. So hopefully the Halifax fans will know what's going on and may even want to join in. But uh, a nice tribute there. Well done to Chris. Well done to the Yorkshire girls for getting that organised. That's going to be quite something. Uh, indeed. Yeah. We'll, we'll listen out for that. Uh, next Tuesday night at Playmore, your favourite team comes calling. Come on, Aldershot. 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 Remind me, it's just Aldershot. It's, it's just, just they just rub you up the wrong no way. There's no reason behind it. I just <laughs> don't like them. Now, you uh, see, I, I don't know why. It's just Aldershot, isn't it? I'm slightly the other way, though, with Aldershot. I mean, Tim Sills used to be there. My mate Dave from the running club is a massive Aldershot fan. Um... Been going since he was. He's been going since he was a wee boy. I'm not going to sway you here. There's a pub next to the Aldershot ground, which is great. Don't the like Crimea. The um, 
walking walking through the park to and from the ground always from fills the train you with station. yeah it always the, fills the, you with a little bit of trepidation the, doesn't there it? There was some some ugly scenes there at the train station <laughs> when uh, I, I I did a, a when I was living in London and I, about, about two thousand and eight so it's a season that we had kind of fighting for for promotion with them uh, from the National League to or, or the Blue Square Bet was it Blue Square Bet it was yeah, yes yeah. it was yeah dragged that one up from somewhere. Tom has um, still got the laptop yeah. bag as well. <laughs> Blue Square were very generous with their freebies. They gave us uh, waterproof jackets and laptop bags, which mine wore out and fell to pieces, but Dave is still carrying a Blue Square laptop bag. I um, Yeah, I, I did that game for non-league today, who I was working for at the time, and then uh, and did it for Radio Devon as well. And uh, walking back to the station that night, there was some, there was some hoolies around yeah. making life uncomfortable. So maybe that's... Part of the uh, yeah. part of the feeling. But see again, the, la- I like them. the last time I was up there, I walked back through the park with a load of Aldershot fans. Um, we did we draw up there. I remember that Taruri Keating had a particularly good game up there. I can't even remember the result, but we were chatting. There was banter yeah. in the old-fashioned sense of the word banter. Banter these days means something grossly offensive on yeah. the internet, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. But in the old-fashioned sense of the word banter, we were just chatting back to the car. Off we go. So there you go. Aldershot Tuesday. That's a must-win game, isn't it? We are still slightly behind Gary's graph. I didn't bring one it point, with me. One point. We're one point behind um, Gary's graph. Which he alluded to on the on the chat that we had that that we're one point behind. But um, you know that those three points at Kingsley Inn, however expected they were, yeah. were, still massive. We had to get back to one point below on the, yeah. on the graph. And, um, and, and and as Gary pointed out, you know, four draws in a row, yeah, that was in, that was frustrating. Um, to get a win, brilliant, get back on, on winning ways. But that's, that's two defeats in 15 yeah. games. And funnily enough, that Halifax defeat on November the 27th was the last game before this 15-match run. Was it? That has gradually started yeah. to pick up. So, yeah, I, I mean... Get something at Halifax, and then if we can beat Aldershot, and then Weymouth coming up the following week, Weymouth coming up, we'll yeah, be ahead thought, of the curve again. I, I think I got Weymouth and the Weymouth and Aldershot games in my head mixed up this week. So uh, apologies, apologies if I put end print. I'm not sure if I did or not without looking, but uh, I uh, yeah, um, they're they're all. Big games. Every, I yeah. mean, it's a cliche, isn't it? Every game oh, is a big game. But, you, but this but, is why you love this end of the season, isn't it? Absolutely. The running towards Easter, the big Easter weekend, mm. and then you kind of know where you're going, don't you? Absolutely. It's going to be, you know... I mean, we are, what, in the last month and three yeah. weeks or something? Yeah. Not much left. Not much left. A lot of Not games left. to cram in. Yeah, there are. Yeah, 12 games in that yeah. in that period. I need to sit down and have a look at that and just work out the... Perhaps for next week's podcast, yeah. we'll do we'll, we'll, the run-in the run podcast. The last, it will be the last 12 by then, won't it? Oh, the last 10 by then. Dog disagrees, but yep. I, I think we'll do it anyway. <laughs> I thought he... What's that, mate? He's staring at just me. Staring, yeah, yeah. Just staring they do, at me. They do that. They come do on, that. you want to come up, don't you? Come on, then. Quite a few other things on the agenda this week. Right now, we've talked about the games. The Supporters Trust, they were in Westminster... Yeah, uh, before the Kings on a historic game. day as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, they met up with Tracy Crouch, who's um, at, the, at the helm of this fan-led review. Kevin Foster was there as well. Yeah, they're all, all posing with, with, with their talkie scarves. Uh, Bob, the demon walking football winger, was in the group. There. Was he? He's, he's yeah. on the trust now. See, I spotted Bob. <laughs> I mean, this can only be good for the game at, at, at 
lower levels, can't it? It can be as long as as long as um, you know these aren't false hopes that that that, that, that mm. I mean I say we uh, trust or whatever is clinging to. I th- I mean they were representing South West teams. Yeah. yeah. I mean it yeah. was they weren't just representing Talk United either. They were representing the the group of Southwest uh, supporters trusts that have sort of formed their own Southwest group. So that. Yeah. Includes the Bristol teams and uh, Plymouth and, uh, and Exeter, etc. Exeter, of course, supporters trust owns the club. Yeah. Um, so it was it was it was a, a big deal to, to to go to to Westminster on on a a day which uh, you know most people were looking at Ukraine and, and, and well, the fact yeah. that, that, that that big speech was happening and they were walking around with yellow and blue scarves. Having, I think they probably having all the th- guys there in yellow and blue yeah, could never have been more appropriate. Could I it? think they probably had a few. People look at them and, and presume yeah. that they were they were they were wearing the blue blue and yellow to support Ukraine, but uh, they were supporting Talking Ice. I'm sure they support Ukraine as well. Bringing the fans closer, obviously, the, everybody holds up the German model, where you know fan interests are represented in amongst the majority shareholders in the clubs. Um, I mean, it has to be a good thing, doesn't it? Football's right under the microscope at the moment. If fans were closer to clubs is a question that neither of us can answer. But, you know, would clubs end up in the hands of oligarchs or oppressive regimes or it would be less likely, wouldn't it, if there was more fan involvement? I, I, I think so, but I think you can't be naive that, that big money... Big money talks, talks, I know. But but there is, I mean, at <clears throat> least the fan groups can provide some kind of common sense anchor yeah. in a club. I mean, you've got Premier League clubs who are owned by people who shouldn't own Premier League clubs. Well, the the example being the Chelsea Newcastle game the other day, but <clears throat> what do you do? Exactly. I mean, we what do you do? Well, we we as a as a political society have allowed that to happen. So yeah. suddenly you turn around and say, well, well what do you do? What do you do? But closer involvement of fans of the kind being pioneered by you know Torquay and these West Country clubs and clubs all over the country. It's got to be good. If we're going to have a long, hard look at how football clubs are owned, which we have to, um, then, yeah, sorry, I'm pontificating here, but the supporters' trusts have really got an important part to play. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and thank you for the what you do, really. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, the, these, these are unpaid volunteers who are yeah. trying to, to make football better, which is, a, which is a brilliant thing. Absolutely. And a quick plug for Nick Broderick's excellent column in the paper yeah. this week again. Um, always excellent. As ever, um, Nick's got his finger on the pulse yeah. and it's always, uh, always a good Saves read. me a bit of work. It does indeed, yeah. <laughs> Fill, fills a page for you. But, he uh, fills a page that I don't have to sub that much and uh, he also covers the little bits and pieces that, that, that you know, I, I don't have time to necessarily look at so yeah uh, thank you nick uh, it's, your continued support it's a good read if you haven't got a paper what are you waiting for go out and get one um x goals in the headlines this week um they're quite a lot of them but i just picked a couple of interesting ones manny duku and joe osler the duku's back the duku's back they both scored uh, in fact joe osler got two it's haven't waterlooville beat hungerford four nil old shot player isn't it yeah i think yeah. it is yeah um Rennie howe uh, he got a penalty for Bedford against Colney Heath. I don't know what league that's in. Is that one of the leagues that you That'll used be, to be? That, uh, I think it's Southern League Central. Um, okay. So there's been a there's been a shake up of the Southern League, um, and they added a, a, a Midland and a Central, and <clears throat> I think they possibly play in sort of the same level as 
Biddeford and Barnstable okay. or sort of Southern League Division One Central or whatever. But I, they might be higher than that. But that's twenty-seven goals this season for Rene. Bingo. Good. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Excellent. What a, what a player. And uh, he, a thoroughly I, I, nice guy as well. He, he is one of those players that fell into that period where I was way working in London and working yeah. on Saturdays and I'm able to get to games. And so um, my my thoughts on Rene are are inherited from Dad and a couple yeah. of other people who, who, who used to talk about him when I wasn't there. I'm going to mention another one of those players from that okay. era in a minute. But um, the other one, uh, King Reese, they call him now in Toulouse. Do they? Reese Healy. There's a picture of him on their website wearing a crown. Wow. Reese Healy got two more. Toulouse six, Amiens nil. Wow. How many is that? I have no idea. There'll be a statue of him. I tell you what, you'll go to Toulouse one day on a budget flight from Bristol and you'll be driving down Reese Healy Boulevard, (laughs) Avenue (laughs) Reese Healy or something like that. He's, um, He's an absolute hero down there. Brilliant. So uh, good for him. Okay, yeah. So Patrick's day. I was thinking about. I, there's been so many Irish players. Oh, Irish players, yeah. Over the years, first one springs to my mind. I don't know why, but Don Reardon is the first one that came to my mind. Don's on my list as well. He's yeah. a listener to the podcast. Greetings, Don. Happy St Patrick's Day to you. Um, yeah. You almost said that in an Irish slam, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was worried that I had. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to do that. It's very disrespectful. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Don O'Reardon. Unan O'Kane yeah. is the other one from it's the Rennie Howe era. From the from the era that I was absent. What a player. Yeah. Martin Ling player. Um, came in. Oh, such a good player. Went off to Bournemouth. Went to Leeds. Um, Torquay, I think, were expecting to make some money out of those transfers. It didn't happen. No. They were undisclosed sums in the transfers. So it, it all got a little bit clouded if you like but yeah. what a player he was and that day terrified Argyle will um, go down as one of my favourite games ever <laughs> perfect and Jimmy Dunn Jimmy Dunn of Jimmy course Dunn. I met Jimmy Dunn once he came into um, reception all those years ago when I was working uh, to say hello to Roy McFarland yeah he, he came in and wanted to, to, to they played together I think or they their paths had crossed in the yeah. previously and um yeah, I think uh, I think if I remember rightly, the story was that there were scouts from Derby maybe to look at look at Jimmy Dunn. Yeah. And Roy played in the same game ah, against Torquay. Okay. That it might be a bit. It's all a bit jumbled in my head, but but there is a, some kind of story that, that would explain that, it. That Roy's yeah. career kicked off because scouts came to watch Jimmy Dunn at Torquay. He was a very nice fella, Jimmy Dunn. One of the first jobs that I got when I started work on the Torbay News back in 1978, I used to go out and, and interview Mike Green for his column every week. In your double dinner. In my double dinner. <laughs> I had to go over on the bus, obviously, because <laughs> I didn't drive then, so it was a bus trip over. Um, interview Mike for his column in the Torbay News. Yeah. Um, and it was Jimmy Dunn's testimonial year. Okay. And Jimmy asked me if I would do the publicity for his testimonial oh, year, nice. which was great. Enjoyed doing that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully managed to get a few people around for his <laughs> testimonial game and what have who, you. Who was it against? Do you remember? Or not? I can't remember. Yeah. Can't remember. It is. May, might well have been ago. Fulham. Could have been Fulham, although whether Fulham were in the top echelons then or not, I can't remember. But uh, nice guy, Jimmy. Really nice to work with. Very pleasant. Um, which brings us on to Franco Farrell. Indeed, it does. Uh, another Irishman, of course. Great story comes here from Mervyn Delafield, who's been okay. listening to the podcast. 
You sent me this story, which I will read you about Frank. I love the fact you could crinkling the paper. Just crinkling the paper. And the cat sat on it, though. The cat came in from the garden yesterday and sat on it. So what would the podcast be without animal involvement? <laughs> there are muddy footprints all over this bit of paper. But Mervyn says, I first met Frank just after his appointment in 1964, as I was a committee member of the old Torquay United Supporters Club. I said I was going to his first away match at Bradford City, and he gave the two of us a complimentary ticket for the game. After the match, he then apologised for the result and reassured us that we'd get promoted. He was right, of course, although we lost that first match 4-1. The following season, I arranged to go and see Torquay away on a Friday night at Workington. Frank said he couldn't believe that we were going to go all that way on a Friday night. He asked to see us after the match and asked us what plans we had for returning home. We said we'd get a meal, then start the long drive back. You can't do that, he said. Follow the team coach back to the overnight hotel and use the spare bedroom as John Bond and Bill Kitchener have gone back to London by train. <laughs> After breakfast, he asked if he could come back to Torquay in our car as the team coach was making its own way back. On the way back, we reached the outskirts of Manchester and he asked if we could call in at Old Trafford as he had a bit of business to sort out with <laughs> Matt Busby. But remember, this is well before yeah. uh, Frank's time at, at, um, at Old Trafford. Yeah. Uh, he was gone for almost two hours, then came back and apologised for taking such a long time. He bought us lunch and gave us two tickets for the match that afternoon. Bear in mind that was a Saturday afternoon, Manchester United against Chelsea. After the match, he paid for an evening meal and then fell asleep on the back seat all the way home. What a story. Uh, arriving back home, he thanked us for everything we'd done for him. Uh, Mervyn says, I met him many times over the years and was very sad at the news of his death. For me, he was the perfect gent and will be remembered as Mr. O'Farrell. Yeah, what, what so, a story that is. Thanks for that, Mervyn. Yeah, Crap, that's the kind of thing story. that you know will stick in your memory from, until your final day, won't it? Absolutely. It's, it's, I'm sure he's told that story around many dinner tables. Proper gent. Yeah. Talking of driving buses, Thomas Tuchel says he might have to drive the Chelsea bus to Middlesbrough for the FA Cup Who, game. Was it Kevin? Kevin Nicholson. Kevin Nicholson Ask, Kev, ask yeah. Kevin about yeah. that. We've been there, we've done that, yeah. we survived. Uh, Kevin Nicholson drove the minibus to a couple of games, didn't he? Absolutely. Other players from that time, did you see Tim Sill's team, Hamworthy? Did, Has yeah. made it through to the semi-finals of the FA Vars. Uh, uh, and the game that the, in that semi-final, they were play Newport Pagnell Town, who put Buckland out. Only just as Only well, just. Didn't Very was, narrow. Yeah, yeah, so that's interesting. And I'm sure Tim Sills will be in touch with Paul Froud for some, some inside information. Tim, Tim was very emotional after that game, after the, the quarter-final victory. He was on Twitter... He's been through the ringer a little bit these last year or so, but if you follow Tim on Twitter, as we do, very, very best wishes to Tim, an absolute legend at Playmore, who's obviously yeah, been through some hard times, but these are good times for him. He's into the FA Vars semis. I mean, that's a brilliant, that's a brilliant achievement. The Absolutely. FA Vars, when you consider how many teams are in that competition at the start, you know... Oh, it's, it's over 1,000, I think. So, Is it really? Well, it's got to it's, be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose it. it has Probably to be. Probably yeah, 900 yeah. or something yeah. like yeah. that. It's got to be. And um, they're in the last four. And they're in the last Hamworthy. four. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that. And um, thinking they play, they play uh, in the Wessex League, don't they, Premier Division. So it's the same level as Buckland, uh, which is the highest that, yeah. that you can play before you move into the FA Trophy. Um, and there's 14 of those leagues. So there must be... There's and, a, lot, and a lot of teams in that. Teams underneath that as well. So there's going to be... I must have a look, see exactly what the figure is. But, it, you know, that's an impressive, it impressive... Is. 
thing to get that far in a competition. And there won't be a single Talker United fan who isn't absolutely behind Hamworthy in that one. Yeah. Even if you were born in Newport Pagman, if, <laughs> if you're a goals fan, you're going to be back in Tim Seals in this one. Absolutely. It'd be interesting to see what the... Because they had quite a big... Where is it? Is it a home or away? Uh, that I'm not sure. I've not thrown sure. you a curveball there. It'd yeah. be interesting to see what the crowd is. Yeah. Um, I know Newport Pagnall were well supported up there. So when Buckland went up there, there was a really decent crowd. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not absolutely sure on how many... Uh, um, how whatever he gets, but uh, there should be there should be a good yeah. crowd for that. Yeah, I I'd, if I was so. around that area, I'd be, I'd be thinking that was it. worth... Having a look at Perhaps yeah. we should have a road trip. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and uh, still sticking with that, kind kind of the same class, the Wembley class. Chris Todd um, taking charge of, of the under 18s. Of course. Great results for them. They're flying Torquay United's under 18s they are. at the moment. Yeah, they can they can win the title now. Can they win the next win? Is that they right? can. Yeah, they're closing in on the Southwest Counties Youth title. Yeah. Okay, uh, they no won again. Feet. Uh, and they're in the Devon FA Youth Cup final That's because right. they hammered Plymouth Parkway. Yeah. Uh, who are no mean side at any yeah. level. So, yeah, great results for the under-18s. No, that's, that's excellent. And it's nice to have a youth team, isn't it? Well, you look at those players and you think, well, though, you know, these are the players coming through. These are the next Dolly Watkins. These are the next Jamie Reeds. Yeah. These, you know, these are the next players who are going to go on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all of these players who are local and who have, for one reason or another, gone on to other clubs. Yes. Um, let's try and keep some of them, you know, in the Playmore fold. Yeah, absolutely. And kudos, chapeau It's to been Chris. a while since we've had a real young star come through from our ranks, isn't mm, it? So yeah. that'd be, it'd be good. It would be great. I mean, we've got our fingers crossed for people like uh, Alex Moyes and, uh, and Scott Piper, haven't we? So, we have. You know. Look forward to seeing them play yeah. again. No, I thought I was I was onto something here. Our colleagues on the Derbyshire Times, they're a bit put, busy, aren't they? Sometimes well, with their with, with with their strange articles about which you have to you have to click through many pages. Oh, I, I, I did this this morning. Um, I did this very thing this morning because it says market value the, the market value of all the squads in well, the Vanarama National League. I've got one in my head that we'll, I'll talk about after this. But yeah, talk about this one. I didn't click on this one. I did. These are I our got... colleagues, the same company, so I'm not, yeah. we're not, we're not, we're not uh, being disrespectful, but it's an interesting concept. And I went through them all. You, it's one of those lists where you have two things on a page and you have to click it. I yeah. thought, I'll start the research. What they've tried to do is rank the National League sides by the market values of their squads. There's a website called transfermarkt.com, yeah. which is German, which is brilliant. There's just too much information on there, to be honest. But somehow they've worked through these the, the, the resale value, I think it is, of players in the squad. And it's, as Colonel Sherman Potter in MASH would have said, it's absolute horse biscuits. <laughs> um, Woking are the most valuable squad. At really? £1.13 million because Rowan Ince is worth 360 grand. I mean, how, who makes this up? I don't know. But once I'd started going down this rabbit hole, I couldn't stop yeah. until I got to Torquay. Yeah. All right. So I won't, give, I won't give you all of them, but Notts County is second. Ruben Rodriguez is their most valuable player. I can see that. £765,000 yeah, yeah. in that but, squad. But you're just making value. that figure up. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, Don't make me feel any worse about having spent half an hour <laughs> going through this. In order, the teams are... I'm not even going to give you... I think before things. we get to it, yeah. uh, the, the article I saw about a month ago was who is the most valuable player at each yeah. club. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that will reflect on this article. I think then. I think yeah. they just updated because I looked at it and thought, 
how can that person possibly be the most valuable player? So here we go then, in order. Woking, Notts County, Barnet, Bromley, Grimsby, Eastley, Wealdstone, Chesterfield, Aldershot, Dover. You'll have noticed there's some big games, big names missing so far. Southend, Stockport, Maidenhead, Yeovil, Dagenham and Redbridge, Halifax, Altrincham, Kings Lynn, Solihull Moors. In 20th position are Wrexham. What? Whose squad is valued at £68,000. That's a weekly wage bill for somebody, isn't it? From. 20, Some... 21st Wood, 22nd Torquay United and our most valuable player according to this piece of horse biscuit it's going to be the same player is Stephen Duke McKenna oh no no it's not it is Stephen so a, a month ago when yeah. they did this obviously it was um, our most valuable player was Dean Moxie was he really now I'm okay. sorry and they, they, and they priced him up at about 350 grand now Love him to bits, but he's at the end of his career. Yeah. No one's going to pay 350 grand for Dean Moxie. And the only club left uh, is Weymouth. The only club below us is Weymouth. How can, how can they possibly put Wrexham there? I don't know. Well, once I'd started going through that, I was determined to finish it and read it out. So I leave you to draw your own conclusions. Also on the web this morning, by the way, uh, breaking news story as I came out, Wrexham have handed out five... Um, fan bands they have to fans who were involved in the disturbance in the game yeah. up there uh, when stuff was thrown drinks coins missiles horrible behaviour but they have banned another five fans so fair play to Wrexham absolutely they're, they're doing what they can yeah. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to deal with that unpleasantness yeah absolutely and that I think probably brings us to the end was what was quite a long agenda today yeah there was a, there, there's a lot on isn't there there's a lot on. The dogs have been impeccably behaved. Well, Thank you, boys. Uh, been I'm a little sure, bit. I'm not sure about impeccable, but um, if we've kept um, Hayden awake for too long, yeah, I do apologise. Yeah. He does yeah. like to nod off while listening to the podcast. Yeah, which is which is uh, more than more than <laughs> more than happy to to provide yeah, him we'll, with his. Uh, we'll oblige. Yeah. Um, if you're going up to Halifax on Saturday, safe journey, and remember that um, applause in the 40th minute. Uh, in memory of Andrew Holland, West Yorkshire goal. Yep. And we will see you at Playmore on Tuesday night. We will. Where yeah. it will be bracingly cold at Playmore Against on Tuesday my night. my favourite team. And we will beat your favourite team, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. How does that sound? Perfect. Thanks for listening. This has been the Yellow Army podcast. And as ever, come, come on, on you yellows. yellows. That was easier because we were in the same room this yeah, time. Absolutely, yeah.